<laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. The teacher did an excellent job this morning breaking it down on real, true repentance. Amen. I'm just going to try to bring out a few points and sit down. So she gave us the Greek definition for repent. And I'm going to give you the Hebrew of repent. Teshuva. Teshuva. T-S-H-U-V-A. So like she said, it was more than a feeling. That word is derived from the verb return. Return. And if you trace out through the scriptures, what was God telling his people to do? Turn away and return. Come unto me. Huh? All throughout the scriptures, that was the theme of the covenant and the relationship with God. Huh? And so, like the teacher brought out, it's more than saying, I'm sorry. Yes, godly sorry is the start of it, but it's a whole lot more involved in that. The change of mind and the change of your purpose. Huh? It's a continuous decision. That's why repentance shouldn't be a special occasion thing. <laughs> repentance should be an everyday thing. <laughs> Every day you get up, <laughs> you ought to tell God, now God, <laughs> work with me now, but I'm going to be determined to change my mind, my attitude, because huh? a lot of times our attitude is our hindrance. Huh? I'm going to change my direction and I'm going to turn to what you would have for me to do for what your plan is for my life. Because I got some plans. They don't mean nothing. <laughs> and most of the time they don't go nowhere. Uh, come on here. You got some plans. Everybody in here. But I'm here to tell you most of the time they ain't going nowhere. Huh? So you might well stop struggling and fighting and straining and falling out. Why my plans ain't working? Because it ain't what God wants you to do. <laughs> it's plain and simple. Oh my God. So we got to turn into the direction that God has planned for our life. That's an everyday thing, y'all. Oh, my God. Y'all ain't going to like First Lady this morning, but we're going to get down to it. So we show some remorse. Then we got to transform from where we was to where God would have us to go. There's got to be some action. It's more than words. God said, these people draw near to me with what? Their lips. But their heart is far from me. It's a heart service. All throughout the scriptures, God demanded heart service. Oh, when we get the message, huh? Oh, my God, because see, when your heart is in it, my God, it, it seems like all of your actions depict that how much you love God, how much you respect God, how much you reverence God. When your heart is in it, uh, you don't want to do anything to displease God. <laughs> Woo, 
When your heart is in it, you want to make sure that you're walking upright, that you're doing right, that you are setting a godly example. Oh, my God, that you are meeting God's standard and that you are obeying his word. When your heart is in it, whoo. My God. And so all of God's people, oh, need to be commissioned. Make sure that your heart is in everything you do. Because that's what God is looking at. Oh, oh my God. So we got to return to what's right. Huh? It's about what's right. Not what I think. Not what you think. Because we have some ideologies. Well, I'm here to tell you, some of them just messed up. Amen. We, we got some messed up ideology. Huh? But it's what God has set forth. We got to return to what's right, to what's pure, to what's innocent. Oh, my God. When David went before God, huh, David, if you check out those scriptures in Psalm 51, and it's like every time I read that, it's something else that sticks out to me. The first half of that chapter, David stood before God and said, it's mine. My sin, God. It was mine. I'm paraphrasing. It was my mess up. You know, God, I was the one that did this evil, and it was in your sight. It was me, oh God. It wasn't Bathsheba. Huh? It wasn't my servant's fault. Huh? It wasn't everybody else surrounding me, the men in the army. It wasn't all they fault. It was me, God. Because the crux of the matter is what you got on the inside of you. Oh, my God. We got to deal with the issues of the heart. Oh, our appetite. It's our appetite that drives us to do stuff. Oh, what is it that we are thirsty and hungry for? And I'm here to tell you, you can fool people, but God knows 24, 7, 365, your appetite ain't for holiness. (laughs) Because we let our flesh drive us. Oh, my God. And then we get in trouble. And then God says, it's time for you to change and return back to me. Return to my ways. Oh, yeah, we're going to get down to it. Because, see, the, the thing that made David so effective is that he didn't wait to repent. He repented right then. He knew that he had some issues. He knew that he had messed up with God. It went against people, but it was against God. He had a heart after God to know that he didn't want to mess up his relationship with God. And that's the point we all need to be at. I don't want to mess up my walk with God. I don't want nothing standing in the way between me and God. Because I don't know about you, but I need to get a prayer through. (laughs) We all need to be able to get a prayer through. And a lot of stuff, we don't realize what we're doing, but it's hindering our prayer. A lot of stuff that we haven't truly let go. A lot of stuff we hadn't repented from. Huh? We don't try to skirt around it. We don't try to pretty it up. 
And God is still saying, uh-uh. No, you got to get that thing straight before you able to move on. And see, David realized he wasn't going to be an effective leader of the nation, nor be respected as the king, huh, with unforgiven sin. How? Go ahead. Sure. Right. When the prophet Nathan came to him and exposed him, you know, gave him a parable about the sheep. And so David, you know, initially did like we all do, play dumb. You know, we play those dumb games. And so by the time Nathan finished prophesying to him, You know, David said to himself, oh, my God, (laughs) what have I done? And sometimes God has to send some eye openers in your life to let you know what you really have done. Because, see, it don't really set in at first. But sometimes as you go on and it get even more messier. You done been in a situation where it started out one way. But, boy, as you went on, it got sure enough messy. (laughs) Showing up messy. And see, then God will reveal, he'll pull some sheets off and covers off and let the light shine on exactly what we have done. (laughs) So you can see. See, you ain't going to be able to stand before God and play dumb games with God. Huh? God is going to let you know exactly what you've done to offend him. Because it was offensive to him. And not only was it offensive to him, it was offensive to his people. See, we got to get some things straight. Yes, we apologize and we correct things in our behavior and our mindset with God. But you better go to folks too and let them know, I messed up and I'm sorry. And better mean it. <laughs> because God is not going to let us keep skirting around not getting stuff straight with our brother and our sister. We can go to God all day and say, God, you know, I, I, I messed up, you know, I shouldn't have said it, I shouldn't have did that. You know, you had told me your word, and I totally ignored that. I was in my feelings that day or that week or, you know, this situation. But then what about the folk? That you don't step on their toes and you don't slap them with your mouth. And you don't cut up folk and ripped up folk. Huh? God still expects his people to get that mess straight. That's the only way that we're going to be able to move on with God. And see, a lot of prayers, they blocked and hindered because we ain't got stuff straight with people. Huh? Yeah, yeah, no. It's a little tough pill, but it's truth. We got to be able to get it straight with everybody involved. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's some tough medicine now. And the king has some tough medicine he had to swallow. Woo! 
my God. He had to put down, you know, him being high and the king of Israel and fighting all these battles and slaying all these people in the army of the Lord and all of those things, being in the castle and, oh my God, being a part of the royal court. But he had messed up on God's standard. Oh my God. Whew. And when we mess up on God's standard, you make sure you get it straight. <laughs> oh, my God. So we done decided that we've got to have some action of repentance. It's got to go farther than lip service. Uh, we recognize our wrongdoing and we humbly deny ourselves. Oh, that's where we get caught up right there. See, nobody wants to cry, you know, you know, um, be a big man or a big woman about it and say, you know, it was me. It was me. You know, when I think about that thing, it didn't have nothing to do with her or him. You know, it, it wasn't the kids or grandkids, you know, the boss and nothing. The issue, the whole crux is me. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Hurt people hurt other people. And until we get delivered, and I know we're saved and sanctified. We're talking in tongues and we anointed and appointed and all those things. We, you know, we're victorious and all those things. We're blessed, prosperous, but are you delivered? I'm just asking a question this morning. Have we been delivered? Because we need to get delivered from a whole lot of stuff. Huh? From what the ex-boyfriend and the ex did, the ex-friend, the ex-ex-ex, twice, ex-removed times two. We need to get delivered from that stuff so we can be free. Huh? Come on here. Uh, we need to get the Lord help me, wash me, cleanse me, heal the brokenness because the truth of the matter is a lot of God's people are broken and they putting on a facade and a face and a smile and the truth of the matter is we need to be delivered. Oh my God. And we stand before God. Oh my God. And we want to beg and plead for blessings. No, honey, you need more than a blessing. Oh, you need more than chicken and a car. Oh my God, and a house and silver and gold chains around your neck. You need to be delivered. Because you're hurting. And the result of you hurting is that you. You subconsciously hurt somebody else. Huh. Oh. Somebody needs to hear that. They came hot off the press there. I know. I'm going to get back on the subject. <laughs> oh, my God. So we realize that we've got to have some meaningful confession. We got to have some acknowledgement in order for us to see God rightly. You know, sometimes we get a little crazy. We think we all right. You know, you done been there. You know, you're the only one right in the house. You know, you're the only one right on the job. You're the only one right in the seat. You're the only one. I know you done been there. 
And we want to make ourselves right, even if we ain't. You know, we're going to try to hog our point, you know, be on the defense, like the sister was saying. It's important to be in defensive. What you defensive for? Huh? My God, if you're in the right, God will defend you. Because, see, if we was truly in the right, God would stand up for us. Huh? But God wasn't backing up, David. Woo! Oh, wait a minute. You mean to tell me God is not going to stand up for his people when they in sin and in error? God wasn't backing him up. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then David, I'm sure, got to a point where he wasn't feeling the presence of God like he always did. Hmm? That's when you know now God done backed up. Huh? You don't feel the same in your spirit like you used to. You feel heavier. And it seems like it takes a whole lot more for you to get in touch with God. And it takes much longer for your prayers to get answered. Then it's a red flag. Yeah. God done backed up. Huh? <laughs> we need to recognize the flags. We need to recognize the signs. Oh my God. Because God is not obligated to bring his presence in your life. If you are in sin, in error, you hadn't got it straight, you hadn't corrected it, you hadn't turned. Oh, come on here. God backs up. That's why we got to sing 10 songs for everybody to get into the same. Huh? And we got to pump and prime and pump and prime you, pump and prime you. You ain't moved. God ain't moved. Ooh. It may be a red flag. Huh? You so heavy. You so depressed. But you the people of God. You got promised victory. You got the power. Oh, come on here. You got a promise of eternal life. Why are we so heavy? Why are we so burdened? Why is it we can't sing the Lord a new song? Why is it we can't come into the presence of God with joy and with victory in our soul? Why is it, David, that you don't dance like you used to dance? It didn't take much for you to get your step going. It didn't take much for you to hop and run and skip. What is it? What has happened? It's a red flag. You don't worship like you used to worship. Somebody got to tell you to clap your hands now. Somebody got to tell you to lift your hands and say hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Why somebody got to tell you when your heart is supposed to be fixed and settled on God? Red flag. Why are we so heavy? Why are we so bent down? Huh? Not only woman with the issue of blood that you so bent down coming to Jesus, huh? Jesus not only healed the sickness, but he also forgave the sin. Huh? Yeah. So a lot of times the sickness may be a result of some, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because God will allow certain afflictions on his people to get their attention. Now, I'm not saying that's it all the time. It's not that all the time. But if you trace through scripture, a lot of times that's how God dealt with the nation. They experienced sickness. 
They had pestilences, famines. He raised up other nations around them, and they were smaller than the nation of Israel. <laughs> Look at God. And raised them up to whoop them and defeat them by the sword. Oh, he raised up the grasshopper, <laughs> the canker worm, the palmer worm, the caterpillar, and the Bible said, I believe it's the book of Job, it was a great army. God know how to get you, honey. <laughs> God will make you cry, uncle. Break it to your knees, Jesus. I'm sorry. Because when I come out of this, I ain't going back to that mess no more. Because I realize I need God and I need God on my side. I don't want to be far from God. I want to be closer and closer to Jesus as I can get. And I don't want nothing standing in my way. Because I realize I'm crooked. I'm messy. I'm woo. I'm perverse and evil. My heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Let me God. I'm trying to contain myself here. I'm supposed to be doing a review. going back there no more with my ugly self with my ugly ways we gotta admit we ugly we gotta admit we crooked we ratchet down to the core and without God cleaning you up making you holy it's him that makes you holy I feel the Holy Ghost here Jesus Because when you get in the presence of God, it ain't about you no more. Oh my God. When I get in the presence of God, God have mercy. The problem is you don't cry out no more. You don't reach up no more. You don't scratch and climb after God, showing him where your heart is because you love him. Because he first loved you. And see, when we all get on that frame, we won't have no quiet prayer meeting. <laughs> God, I'm falling out with me. Jesus have mercy. I'm sorry with my crazy self. I was acting a fool. But God, I see it your way. It's your way, God. It's not about me. It's all about you. And you getting the glory. Oh God, my heart is a mess. Clean me. Heal me. You need to cry. You need to penetrate heaven. 
with your foul attitude. Think folk owe you something. Think the world owe you something. Think you're somebody. And God said, uh-uh, bring it down, honey. You're one prayer away from turning tricks on the corner. Submission to the will and the plan of God. I surrender. God, you are the master. You are the part of God. I'm just on the wheel. You mold me and you make me and you shape me how you want me to be. Because I don't know, God. You know. Work with me, Jesus. Don't cast me off from your presence because uh, it ain't nothing like the presence of God. Uh, it's worth more than silver and gold. Uh, you can't buy You can't uh, You better cherish God in his anointing. You better cherish God in his presence. Uh, he don't give everybody his anointing. He don't give everybody his presence. He don't pour out his word to any and everybody. He's got a people. Get that thing straight. That's your responsibility. I told y'all it was possible I may move around. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Y'all don't mind. Just turn with me to Psalm 51. I'll make a few more points about this chapter. Because sometimes we get in a hurry and read over stuff too fast. Don't get the true meanings and look up definitions in the context it was written. It wouldn't be a bad idea when you're in your prayer time. Start off with this. Hmm? Ask God for mercy. Before I ask him for a raise in my paycheck, before I ask him for another check, another con, another this, another that, I want to go on vacation. Oh, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. Before you do all that, start off with this. Have mercy. Have mercy. When was the last time we fell at the feet of Jesus? Do you realize that was one of the things that made the disciples so effective? Huh? They were sitting. Huh? They knew they were chosen of God. They knew that they had the king of glory right there with them. They bathed with them, ate with them, watched them do miracles. But the thing about it, they was at the feet of Jesus. Baby, stay at the feet of Jesus. Your burdens, your problems, situation, they won't even seem that heavy. Just stay at the feet of Jesus. Have mercy, Jesus. Have mercy on me, oh God. And I know we spend a lot of time crying and pleading 
off our loved ones, our children, husbands, wives, spouse. But sometimes you got to make this thing personal. It's about me today. Because they're going to have to get their own prayer through at some point. Right now, say, it's about me. All right now, it's about you. You need to be able to get through to God. Have mercy on me, oh God. Then he said, he reminded God of his covenant. And see, when we go to God, we go to God with a bunch of junk and gibberish instead of reminding God the covenant that he made with us because God is a God of According to loving kindness. Because see, I'm messy. Ain't no loving, ain't no loving, nothing. Unless God put it in here. Ain't no good thing in this flesh. No, no. According to loving kindness. According unto the multitude of tender mercy. Because <laughs> when we had an opportunity to be merciful, a lot of times we weren't merciful. We went for the juggler. We didn't have mercy on folk like God had mercy on us. Let's just be for real. Huh? Come on here. Blot out. Blot out. Wait, hold on, hold, hold. Y'all going too fast. How do we blot? Yeah, y'all done got some, some red ketchup or something on your clothes. You know what your mama and them tell you to do? You hurry up and get some cold water. And you, because you don't do this, because what it's going to do? Because the king was concerned that his sin didn't spread to the nation. Oh, we ain't concerned about none of that now. What I do may affect somebody else. We're not thinking about that. Huh? That's why we got to be so very careful, saints. Hmm? Because what you do can affect somebody else. And especially a baby saint, somebody that ain't been rooted and grounded long enough to get their footing. Oh. Just blot it out, God. Wash me. How many times are we telling God every day? You need to tell God, wash me. Wash me. Wash me. Wash me. Wash me. I want to be clean. I need to be clean. I want to be clean before you, God. I don't want a spot or wrinkle or blemish or any such thing when I'm standing in your presence. I want to stand in your presence with clean hands and a what? Pure heart. That I may ascend into the heel of God. Because yeah. God ain't accepted nothing else. Yeah. Cleanse me. He said first wash me, then cleanse me. Yeah. My God, God don't miss nothing. Huh? When he was, when Jesus in the New Testament was washing the feet of the disciples. Oh, Peter, poor Peter, 
You know, God, you shouldn't be doing all this. You know, washing my feet. I should be washing your feet. Huh? But Jesus turned around and told him, Son, if I don't wash your feet, you know, you have no part of this kingdom. You don't let God wash you. You ain't got no part in this kingdom, honey. You better let God wash you. You better let God clean you up on the inside. You take an outside bath on your own. But you go to God to clean up your spirit, your heart, your mind. Then Peter had an epiphany. (laughs) Peter woke up. It's time for us to wake up. Wake up! They say, wait a minute, Jesus. Super spiritual. God know where you at. Huh? He know exactly where you at. Trying to go up to God with all these great swelling smooth words. Huh? Like you're going to impress God. Huh? Jesus said with all your repetition. You know? All this extra. Just come clean like Peter. Peter said, Jesus, watch me. All over from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I, I need your touch. I, I need your cleansing. I, I need you to purge me on the inside out. Because I got some craziness, some foolishness down on the inside. And I need you, Jesus. For I acknowledge, I confess, I own it. My, he say my, my transgression. Notice he didn't bring up Bathsheba's name. Where Bathsheba's name in this chapter? Hmm? Because Bathsheba had to go for herself. Hmm? Stop bringing up everybody else's name. You going to God for you. Wash me thoroughly from here go again. My iniquity. Down to verse 4. Against thee, the only have I seen done this. I know we Mary Poppins, we on the tulips, and we just so sanctified, and we Holy Ghost feel, we damn we on fire for the Lord, and sin is far from me. Huh. Okay. Yes, very far from the truth. <laughs> well, see, this was how David was able to get in the presence of God. See, see, we're missing it. It takes us a 40-day and a 40-night fast to get into the presence of God instead of getting real down to the nitty-gritty, down to the crux of the matter. Oh, I got an anger problem, God. I got a lust problem. That's my real issue. It didn't have nothing to do with the man and the woman. It didn't have nothing to do with the cake and the pie. It was me, my thirst, my appetite. 
us appetite and nothing else could satisfy God. It was my fault when my crooked evil nasty perverted self. What was on the inside? It spoke louder and it came forth. <laughs> Manifestations. Ooh, this is good, right? That thou may be as justified when you speak, clear when you judge. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and sin. Did my mother conceive us? So he letting us know right there, it's always going to be a sin issue. I don't care how long you fast, how long you pray, how long you're in the church, what title and position you got, how good you say, how good you preach, how good you teach, how you lay out and foam at the mouth. Sin! Because guess what? The verse next, the ver- ver- next verse say, what God is looking for. Behold, you desire truth. Tell the truth. In the inward, in the hidden, oh, the, the, even the God want to get down to the hidden. See, we don't want to give God the hidden. We want to keep that part. We want to just tell God about the obvious. Well, God knows that and everybody do too. Huh? Well, let's get down to the hidden part where, you know, I got sticky fingers and I can't be trusted around money. God, I need to be delivered. <laughs> well, ain't that the hidden part? Hmm? I, I, I just, you know, I, I got a problem with that, God. I, I need, I need to be delivered. I, I got problems with this now. Just to tell the truth. Amen. And we've been missing it. You know, trying to go to God, skirting around it. Well, God, you know, I would try to do better, but, you know, it's what? That ain't working. God ain't listening. He ain't even paying attention to that kind of stuff. He said he's looking for truth. On the end was in the hidden. The stuff you ain't told nobody. Huh? You done put a veil over it for the past 20 years. Oh, yeah. Bring it up. Huh? God want to address that stuff. That stuff you done put the veil over
Now we ain't in no closet. Hmm? You go in the closet for your secret prayer. That's the only thing you got in the closet. Hmm? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, because I just believe God is bringing a whole lot of stuff to the With all the pandemic and everything that's going on in our world, I just strongly believe God is just going to make us face, make our issues. Everything that's been pushed under the rug, swept out the door because we don't want to talk about that in the church. We don't want to deal with that. You know, God is, oh yeah, yeah. It's time. It's time to talk about it now. It's time to face it. It's time to deal with it. So why? We can grow. Huh? So we can grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And boy, by the time David got out of this, you know he had gained so much strength and so much anointing and he got an audience. That's what we're going to do right there. We need to get God's attention. You done got everybody else's attention. But what about God? <laughs> David got God's attention. In Psalms 51. How often are you getting God's attention? Is the question. How often is he listening to you and answering your prayer? Just like that. He said, I'm not a God that's far away. <laughs> My ear is not too heavy to where I can't hear. My arm is not too short huh, where I can't see. So what's the real problem then? We're not getting God's attention. Oh. They had an audience. David had an audience with God. The apostles had an audience with God. To where when they threw him in jail, God sent an angel. Yes. <laughs> you don't see that? Yes. They had an audience with God, but when they was in trouble, God sent deliverance right yes. away. Somebody, just hold on. 
Even through all the hell you're going through, you ain't going to lose your life. Just hold on. <laughs> Just hold on for another day. We may be true for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Just hold on. No, it look bad. No, it's shaking. You having to swim a little bit. You in uncharted territory. You ain't been here before. But hold on. Woo. My God. So you see the theme here throughout Psalm 51. The man of God said, God, now after all this, please purge me. Because <laughs> I don't want to be the same man. <laughs> he ever told God, God, purge me. Purge me. Oh, my, I said, my old way. You purge me. I don't want nothing holding me back, holding me down. Purge me with hyssop. <laughs> and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy. Now, see, this is what we need to get right here. Huh? We need some joy. Huh? How is we going to serve God without joy? God said, come into his presence with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. That includes joy. He gives you the oil of joy and a garment of for the spirit of heaven. Oh, y'all know the scripture. <laughs> huh? So God's people should be happy people. We should be excited. Huh? We should have joy bells. Old church, you said joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells. Joy bells, joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Y'all ain't act like you ain't got nothing ringing. What's ringing? Something needs ring. My God. Huh? You should light up the place. You light up Walmart. Light up the gas. Light it up. You go on a jump. Oh, what's wrong with her? Ooh. Huh. She all happy and stuff. I sure am joy. I'm gonna let you know what's bothering me. Joy bells keep ringing. I'm doing my work. Mind my own business. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. See, we let too much get to us. Let too much stuff get us down. Huh? Come on here. I know it. I know it. You know, first lady a little animated. I'm a little crazy. That's all right. <laughs> Hide your face from my sin. Please don't look at it, Lord, too long. I don't want you to get angry. I don't want you to cast me out. God, I don't want you to cut me off. Oh, my God. Blot out all my iniquities. Here go that blot out where it created me. Oh, God. So he was crying out to God. He wasn't just casually talking to God and saying, God created me. You know, we casually do this stuff. 
you know, with no meaning, no harm. Huh? Creating me a clean heart. We half lift up our hand. Renew a right spirit within me. Because you're full of yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After he said, he cried out to God and said, created me a clean heart. Then he said, renew. See, we need to be renewed, Minister Tina. That's it. That's, that's the problem. We don't cry out to God to renew us. We get vexed. We go through so many trials, tribulations. We have so many spirits of attack, the saint of God on an everyday basis. Something always dogging at our heels and all oh, the enemy just sit on our shoulders and talk to us and tell us something contrary to the will and to the word of God. We go through hell and high waters, tribulation, peril, distress, and all these things. And sometimes we just need to be renewed. Just need to be renewed. Nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful thing, God. Please renew the right spirit. Me, God. I want to do right. I want to be right, God. I want to please you, God. But please renew the right spirit. Because I don't let some stuff get in my crawl, God. Oh my God, I done listened to the wrong thing. And oh my God, my attitude done changed. And oh my God, my feet is slipping. It seems like when I take two steps, I take seven back. God, I need to be renewed. Renew the right spirit. Just renew me, God. Here I am, God. Yes, we will one plea. Yes. Lord, I come before thee. Lord, renew me. The right spirit. Because I want my spirit right, Coco. I just want my spirit right, y'all. Ain't nobody got to know my name. I ain't got to be popular in the streets and in the mainstream. Just God. Renew the right spirit. Is this helping somebody? Just need to be renewed sometime, Coco. Sometimes I can't explain it to nobody else. I just, I, I can't explain it to people. But it's sometimes, Coco. I just need God to renew me. So I can get the right spirit, Brother Lamont. Because hmm? a lot of bad things happen to good peoples. We all struggle and strive. We all trying to make it, Elder. From the pulpit to the door. Everybody just trying to make it. Minister Tina, we just trying to hold on. We're just trying to hold on to our faith, Alfreda. And sometimes, Mother, we just need a touch from God. 
that a refreshing comes from the Lord. My God, God just sent a refreshing because I just need to be renewed. My mind and my strength and my peace and my joy. Give me a fresh touch, a fresh anointing. Jesus, because what I had last week is gone. We need God's help today. Jesus. Lord, when you open my lips, my mouth going to show forth praise. Oh, when you wash me and cleanse me, God, I'm going to praise you. God, I'm going to lift your name up high. I'm going to glorify you and honor you. And I'm going to praise you and give you all the glory. Because we truly can't be free. We truly can't praise God until we get some stuff straight. The sacrifices of God are what? Brokenness. Maybe we ain't been broken. Uh, 
Parido combre a yeasta rabariador the Holy Ghost is trying to minister to somebody this morning. I know I'm up here for review, but the Holy Ghost has got to have his way. Maybe you ain't been broken enough to realize where you are. We're so busy looking at other folk, but you need to look at yourself. Because the ones you looking at and pointing at, they going to get their help and deliverance while you sitting there like a bump on a pickle. Hmm? Because the Bible said as such were some of you. Everybody was caught up in something. Mm-hmm. Don't you sit up here acting all high sedated, all self-righteous, super righteous like you up there next to Jesus? No, uh We all have to come out of something. We all done messed up along the way. We all done bumped our head. We all done slipped. Come on here. We all standing in the need of prayer. It's not my mother. Not my father. I prayed for them yesterday. But today, God, it's me. I'm standing. Can I get a witness? Yeah, you don't pray for brother, sister, uncle, cousin, kids, grandkids. You don't pray for them. God tired of hearing you talk about them. Talk about you for a change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lift them hands up. It's me standing in the need of prayer. I need a touch. I need strength, Lord. I need help and deliverance. Heal my brokenness. You said a humble, a broken, contrite spirit. You would not despise. You said you wouldn't turn me away. We all standing. In the need of prayer. You need the holy oils of God. You need to spend set part of time every day to get renewed, refreshed, revived, cleanness, wholeness. God wants you well. time out for the people of God to be walking around defeated. Get it straight so you can get delivered. Prendi 